We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your grace, your hand of protection. You watching over us, for making a way for us. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We say thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you this morning. We appreciate who you are. We, because of who you are, we give you praise. Because of who you are, we give you glory. We bless your holy name this morning. Thank you, Lord God, for your many benefits. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you, Jesus. And today we ask you, Lord, to smile upon us. We ask you to refresh us. We ask you to restore for us. To renew, refresh, revive, rekindle. Work in us anew today, God, as only you can. And we will give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Remember those watching us by the World Wide Web and those that are here and on the way. And we just ask you, Lord, that you would be with us in a special way. Let your presence be rich. And let your power be manifested. And in Jesus' name we ask all these in that precious name of Jesus. Let's welcome the worship team. Let's give them a hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Aren't you happy to see your neighbor this morning? I missed y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We want to lift up the name of Jesus high this morning because he deserves all praise. He deserves all glory. He deserves all honor. We just want to lift him up and exalt him this morning. We want him to know how much we are thankful this morning. Hallelujah. I'm ready when you're ready. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We lift you up this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So if you're like me, you would know that I've missed you guys, and I'm glad to see your faces. So I'm giving you a chance now to go check out your neighbor. This is a good chance for you to tell them you love them, give them a hug, all that good stuff. And then you get to see who's missing, right? So you need, you, right, you get to see who you can check on when you leave today, right? I'm ready. Thank you, Jesus. Please spread the love, okay?
a blessing. That is a blessing. Right? That's a blessing. That's a, we need each other. And if it's anything else we can learn from this, that we cannot make it on our own and we need people. Yes? If I got water and you have bread and I need bread and you need water, we could bottle. Or if I just have it and you just need it, I could give it to you. We want to bless the Lord this morning because he's good to us. I was telling my husband yesterday, I was like, one of the things that God has been impressing on me for the last two weeks is that he is good. And we say it all the time, but God's goodness is wrapped up in everything that we experience. So it's a constant, nothing changes the fact that he is good. And I said, God, give me the consistency to know and to always be able to declare whether I'm up or whether I'm down that he is good whether I'm well or I'm sick whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad he's still good because the word says all things still working together for my good can we just bless the Lord can you just lift your hands hallelujah this morning thank you father oh bless the Lord bless the Lord Oh, thank you, Father. Worship. Come on, this is your chance to tell him this morning. Sing like, oh, hallelujah. Yeah, worship. Come on, sing, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord.
holy name this morning. Come on, somebody bless the Lord. Come on, somebody give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is. Bless the
his peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever, I pray. In fathomless billows of love. This time last Sunday, you were terrified. So your peace was disturbed. You weren't sure what was going to be happening. So as we sing this song this morning, God says, I want to calm your spirit. I want you to get into his peace. As we sing it, do you feel like slipping out around the altar and say, thank you, Jesus? That's what I need this morning. I need your peace in my soul. I need your peace to sweep over me. So as we sing that, just let the common presence of the Holy Spirit remove every fear and anxiety and everything that may be residual from what you suffered, from the trauma some people suffered, from, the, from all the things that went through. Just let the peace of God come to you today and just let him minister to you in that way. Peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above, sweep over my spirit, oh. Yes, 
comes a melody sweeter than sound. In celestial light streams it unceasingly for my soul like an God of our peace, the Prince of Peace, we come to you this morning and we give you thanks for who you are. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your hand of mercy. We thank you, Lord, for your divine protection. We give you thanks this morning. We thank you that you are the calm and balm in Gilead. We thank you this morning that you are the one that has the power to bring the peace that only you can give. You said, my peace I give to you, not the peace that this world offers, but my peace. So this morning, God, for those with troubled hearts, for those still with residual anxiety, we ask that you would bring your peace. Peace to those watching us over the world wide web. Peace to those that are here today. Let your peace, my God, be manifested in every single life. We give you thanks, God. We give you thanks for how you watched over us. We give you thanks, God, for you keeping the waters away. We give you thanks, God, for turning the storm. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We thank you that in spite of no water sometimes, we could still rejoice. In spite of no light, we still had our lives. We give you thanks, oh God, that in spite of some of the challenges, you are still faithful. You still remain faithful. You still remain true. You still are a God of mercy. You still are a God of grace. You are still the good God. We give you praise this morning. We give you glory this morning. We give you honor this morning. We say thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. Now, Father, we pray for those that have been affected. We pray for families who have lost loved ones. We pray for families who have lost everything, devastated in other countries, Lord. We pray for those on the islands 
that have been impacted in a terrible way, we ask you to remember them this morning. For those who do not know what next, God, for those who do not know where to turn, may they turn to you because you are God Almighty and you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that they may even ask or think. So today we pray for them. We pray for strength. We pray for grace. We pray for favor. We pray that you will lead them and order their steps and direct their way. We pray for the leaders who have to make decisions, oh God. We pray for them for wisdom, divine wisdom, as they make decisions concerning what is to be done, how things should be done. We just ask you that you will order their steps and direct their path. So Father, we pray and we put every single person in the aftermath of the hurricane in your hand, we ask you, Lord, that you will be with them. We ask you, Lord, that you will strengthen and encourage. We ask you, Lord, that you will sustain and keep. And we'll ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that they may never lose confidence. But even more so, God, they may be confident about who you are. That you are the sovereign God. That you are in absolute control of everything. So, Father, we give you the praise this morning for what you're doing, for hearing and answering prayer. Minister to your people, Lord, those that are here and those watching us. We pray that everyone will be impacted by your Holy Spirit. Let no one leave the way they came. Let no one be the same at the end of the service. But we pray that everyone will be ministered to as the Spirit of God sees fit and how. So we put them into your hands. And we thank you for that which you're doing right now. And we thank you for that which you're going to do. We give you thanks, God. We give you praise. And we give you glory. Thank you that you hear and answer prayer. We know that you hear and answer prayer. And so we thank you for that even now. For we ask it in the name that is above every other name. We ask it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And all God's people says, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a big hand for what he's done for us. God has been good to us. Amen. He has been good. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Praise God. The Lord is good. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so so good God is so Yeah. 
Hallelujah. He's so good. He's so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a wonderful thing it is to be able to gather in the house of the Lord. Do you appreciate coming to church now? <laughs> when I was here Friday, Friday night, and as the brethren started to arrive, it's like I haven't seen them for so long. I just wanted to reach out and hug everybody. It's so good to see you all. It's good to see that you're well. Good to see that you're fine in spite of not having water for some time and light for some time, but you made it. You made it, amen? He made a way. He made a way. Praise God. He always does. And so we give him praise. We give him glory. We give him honor. Thank you, Lord. Well, we want to welcome you all this morning into the house of the Lord. And I don't know if there's any first-time guests with us this morning, but if you're visiting with us for the very first time, we want to give you a little word of open Bible welcome. If you're for the first time, just raise your hand so we can recognize who you are. Anybody for the first time? Not sure. All right. All right, here's one. Let's welcome. Let's give her a big welcome. Good to have you with us this morning. Welcome. You're receiving a welcome packet. And uh, if you'll open the packet, it's the best time in the service to do so. You'll find what we call a connection card. And uh, if you will complete that and drop it in the offering bucket when it passes by, we just want to be able to say thank you for being here today. Anybody second or third time, wave at me. If you're the second or third time, okay. Any second or third timers? All right, no, not second or third timers. Praise God. Well, it's welcome to everybody. Turn around to somebody besides say, good to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. It is indeed good to see you. Praise God. Well, Sister Francis, I know you are here, so why don't you come and talk about this fantastic women's conference that is coming up. Uh, they got this, this wonderful flyer here. It's full of fire. It looks like it's fire from the Holy Ghost. And so the ladies are fired up. And they're always fired up. And Fiery Diary is here <laughs> to talk about it. I'm going to get him back. <laughs> All right, good morning. It's good to see you. Some of you think I'm not at 8. I'm at 8. I'm working in the back. I get all the work back there, okay? So I'm always here. But I want to uh, just remind the ladies, you'll see a lot of this. We have our fantastic women's conference coming up, and the theme is Ignite the Passion. Hello. Some of you don't have any passion. That's why you need to come. And if you have passion, you need to ignite it. Amen. I didn't even hear a shout out. Woo. And all the fiery worship team over there, they were quiet. You know, give me a shout out. Woo! All right. And we have an amazing array of speakers. Some of you requested Dr. Benjamin to come back, and he's so gracious. Um, shuffle the schedule, he'll be here. We have our main speaker, Jill Nielsen from Canada. Goes all over the world ministering. So we have several others. And uh, some of you parents, young people, you need to be here. Uh, Elaine Morris is going to be here. She's right in the heart of what is happening in the community. Uh, she has some amazing information you want to hear. And all the other speakers. So we want you to register early because as of October 15th, it goes up. The registration fee is right here. So why waste money? 
register early, tell your friends. We have lots of um, flyers. Take some on your job, your friends, the ones who don't like you so much. Give them. They may be ignited to love you. Amen? So we want to do that. We're going to have beautiful T-shirts. You know, the ladies always do it in style. So I want you to register, buy your T-shirt. We have the greatest graphic artist in the world. And uh, he's a part of this church, Mr. Amal McDonald. He's designing our shirt, and he did a wonderful card right in our midst. Take a bow, Mr. McDonald. He's in church this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, ladies, sign up. Men, nudge the women in your home, whether they're girls, teen girls, or your wives, mothers, sisters, and call them up. Tell them you can't afford to miss the conference. We need your passion ignited. Amen. You're going to have a different wife, a different daughter. We're going to have a different church. And it's the end time, guys. If you haven't noticed, we need to be ignited for Christ. So thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. We're going to be having a great raffle. I won't tell you. You'll find out soon. And somebody won the cruise last year. Hello. Listen out. God bless you. And the one and only Mr. Carl Francis. I got him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, praise God. So the ladies are fired up indeed. And uh, we want to welcome at this time Deacon Daniel is coming with an announcement. And while he's coming, just want to remind you uh, that Insta Bible Level 1 continues in January. And Insta Level 2 will be in October. We are going to be starting in October. So we want to be, those of you who have signed up for that, we're talking to you about the interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Pastor, I wish you were fired up. Amen? Amen. I wish I could sing. I would sing that song, The Marketplace is Empty. You know, in Florida courtroom, there was no debate last week. You know? But um, the king hasn't come to the gate. Not yet. You know that old song, you worship team? Yes, you know that old song. And I felt good that in spite of all that, we had a church. We have a church. And we have pastors. Sometimes the phones were down. And you were calling, and others were calling and saying, hey. And they were reaching out to others because they cared. Amen? They cared. Amen. And when others were worrying about a lot of things, some of you know the number you can call. And we thank God today that we have pastors who are there for us and could call us. And you can call all kind of hours, and you get a response. As long as the phones were working. Amen? And so we are coming to you for next month. The month of October is always Pastor Appreciation Month. Amen. Amen. No hurricane can stop that, right? Oh, don't say that. Right? Amen. Right, but we are, we are um, going to appreciate our pastors next month. And if you look in your bulletin, you'll see we have one service about, um, at 9 o'clock on, the, on the, the second to the last Sunday of next month. But before that, every one of you should have had one of these by now. Please do not take two on three. We're giving them out every Sunday morning. But if you already have one, don't take, don't take it again. You understand? Right? They you give them out to you, the pastor appreciation envelopes. Please don't take another one if you already have one. Because uh, we don't know who was here the Sunday before, so we just keep giving them out. So you should have one. What we're asking you to do is pray, let God lay on your heart what you want and how you want to appreciate your pastors. Put it in the envelope, but you do not have to do it right away. You don't have to do it right now. You can wait all the way until October. All right? Don't put it in the, in, the, in the offering bucket right now. You don't have to. All right? And so we're asking you, please, just pray yourself through. Let God lay it on your heart, and you put in what you want. Anything would be appreciated. Amen? 
Nobody is under any pressure. You don't have to sign no big check, no small check, doesn't matter. Whatever you give would be appreciated. Thank you very much. And remember, today's marketplace is not empty. Amen. Praise God. We're all here. Amen. Give the Lord thanks. Praise God. Can you give the Lord a big hand again? God is good. He deserves it. Hallelujah. It's wonderful to give him praise and to give him glory. I want to remind you about the revival prayer times coming up. We had a wonderful 4th of September. If you missed out on the 4th of September, you missed out on something. Those that were here, can I hear you? Yeah. If you missed the 4th, you missed out on your breakthrough time. That was really a very special breakthrough time that God gave us. It was so wonderful. But we have some revival prayer times coming up in November. It's on your program right there. In November and December, we have set aside some time again for revival prayer. And we're asking you to be vigilant about that. There are also, they, they end with every third Friday, but they start Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. And it's in the week where we have third Fridays. And so that we, that's the time when we are going to be having a revival prayer. We want to remember those as well. Praise God. All right. We're going to get ready this morning to uh, receive the morning's tithes and offering. And as you get ready to give, uh, let me just make another quick announcement regarding, you know, when we, when we had the hurricane, uh, there were, we sent a number of apps. The app began to work. We're going to send the app situation out. I noticed about 80 people joined the app during hurricane time. Everybody was now signing up. And uh, so, so we had a good stir of sand. But we do have some people who still have not been able to download it. And they're asking the young people to help them after the service. So, uh, so when, when they come to you after the service, will you help them download their app, please? Because they, they still don't know. They, don't, they downloaded the website. They can get to the website, but they can't get to the app. So we need you to help them get to the app so that they'll be able to have the app. Um, at one point... Uh, we also now have a conference line where we were able to try to get several of you onto prayer conference. And uh, some of you, many of you joined that during this, just during that time. There were two times in which we sent the app out regarding prayer times. But each time I sent it out, my phone went down. <laughs> so I couldn't join. But Reverend Rampasad was able to lead the prayer. And so we have a conference line that can hold 1,000 people at one time. And so everybody can call in at the same time. It won't cost you anything. We're paying for it. And, uh, and so we, whenever we, we want to, we can conference you. And we can, so you, that's why you really need the app. Because if we're going to have a prayer conference online, where you just get online and join the prayer team, the whole church can be together at one time, wherever you are, online. And that's a wonderful opportunity. That's technology for you. And so we want to utilize the technology we have. So, uh, we're going to also have a hurricane preparedness service. We're going to have a hurricane preparedness meeting, rather. We're going to bring in some experts. We're going to bring in some people that's going to talk about some situations and who can probably you can connect with. Because we saw some things and we learned some things in this one that some people need some help with certain things and some preparedness, how to prepare ahead of time and how to work certain things out and, you know, connection, communication. How do we handle all those different things? So we learned quite a bit from this one. And uh, so we want to be very prepared because God spared us 
that we didn't have a direct hit. We never had a direct hit. It sounded like it, <laughs> but it wasn't. And so if we, so we want to be prepared, amen? And so we want to help the church, as a church be prepared. So we'll give you advance notice. We'll give, wait till everything sort of slow down till they get the recovery back on track because everybody's busy now. All the contractors are busy. All the different people that we would want, they're busy trying to get things back in order. And everybody here should have your light on by today. The entire East United States will have their light on today. So if you're without your light, when you go back home, you will have light. Praise God. Is anybody without light still? No, see, see nobody. It's, oh, well, we know your situation. I'm sorry. Somebody crashed into her pole, and so that's why she doesn't have light. Uh, but everybody else has light, and everybody else on the east coast of U.S. of Florida will have light today. Everybody on the west coast is going to wait until the 22nd before they get back all their light. So we want to, you know, God has been good to us. Amen. We want to remember in prayer specifically those people in the islands who have been devastated. There have been, you know, there's been a lot of loss of lives as well as a lot of loss of property. In Key West, right here in the Keys, Largo, we've had, we have a brother, a, a pastor from the Open Bible in Central Florida. His house was under five feet of water. We have a brother who was a business in, in, in Key Largo. His business was under 11 inches of water. Uh, so we've had some situations that uh, people need help and still will need some continuing help. And so we want you to look out for one another. Listen out. If somebody needs help, we want to help each other. Amen? And if you can't help them, you call us and see what we can do. But we want to stand with everybody. We want to stand together as a family. And that's what we mean by when we say we're a family. We, we, we mean that we want to stick together and we want to help one another. And so that's what it's all about. We know a lot of that went on during the time of the hurricane. People helped each other with water and other things. And there was also a lot of different things happening. And uh, people checked on everybody. Everyone checked on different ones. And so uh, we were able to get some things done. But we want to have this meeting later on. Uh, probably early part of next year. We gotta we gotta get things settled down first, and so it will give us a, enough time to plan ahead, and not be taken last minute and somebody scrambling. We got a call on the Saturday evening about somebody who was desperate situation who wasn't boarded up. That was too late. You know, you don't wait until Saturday evening to shout out to say that you didn't have help. That was a very late call. So we want people, so that's why we want to make sure we know where everybody's at, how things are going, and everybody, some people are fine. Some people have all their things squared up. You got your shutters, you got your different things, and you know where you stand and so forth. You are the ones that can help the others, and so we want to help each other. So let's work together in that regard. So we'll talk more about that. In the meantime, let's just keep praying for each other, and let's pray for those who have been devastated even more than we have. All right, ushers are coming as we give back to God of his own. He reminds us that we own nothing, but everything is from him. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that 
we can give back to you of your own because you have blessed us. As we give this morning, we give cheerfully, we give willingly, and we say thanks for all your many benefits and blessings. Use what is given, Lord, to expand your kingdom here on earth. And as we act in obedience, may you bless our acts of obedience. May we see the fruit. May we experience it in such a way that we'll be able to tell others of the goodness of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now you got two Sundays offering to give. <laughs>
switch to the song. I made a little switch to it. You move Irma. You cause fears to fall. There is nothing that's for miracles. There is nothing. Yes, that's impossible. And we're standing here only because you made a way. Bible's out. Let's turn to the book of Acts this morning. Acts chapter 3. We want to read from verse 1 to verse 10. Acts chapter 3, reading from verse 1 through to verse 10. use the New King James Version so that uh, we're all on the same page. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Is that your version? And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms for those who entered the, from those who entered the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them. Walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people who saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging arms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him 
Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning that your words are life unto those that find them and literal medicine unto all flesh. We ask that your Holy Spirit would do a work in every heart today. May you speak to us. May we hear your voice. May we heed your spirit. Have your way, Lord God. Be glorified in this place today. Be exalted and be lifted up. Let your people be edified. And let the devil be terrified. We ask in Jesus' name and all God's people says, Amen. I want you to turn to the person beside you and tell them, Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. I want to ask you a question, though. What are you asking God for today? Now, it is important what I learned. I don't know if you found that out, but it's important to, write, to ask the right question. You know, if you don't ask the right question many times, you won't get the answer that you really need. And we miss out on several benefits many times because we never ask the right questions. And sometimes some people are even afraid to ask. We were in a store one time making a purchase with some goods that was going to be around, you know, just over $200. And as the cashier was ringing them up, we asked the question, when will these items go on sale? And she said, tomorrow they'll be 40% off. Now, can you imagine? You're buying it today. They're going to put it on sale tomorrow at 40% off, but they're not telling you. Unless you what? Ask. And so life is like that. In many situations, you're going to find that you have to ask questions. We have in a, many situations, there's a don't ask, don't tell policy. If you don't ask, you won't get an answer. And you won't get exactly what you should know. And so many times we miss out on opportunities because we fail to ask. And sometimes we fail to ask the right questions. Now, here was this man in a very difficult situation. And he could not go to work as most people could. The Bible says he was crippled. His condition left him with no option in his mind. As far as he could understand, his only option for him to survive was to become a beggar. And he had to choose a spot. You see people around at different locations as you drive around the city. You see people at different points. Many of them hang out by the stoplights because they know that that's when you're going to stop. And that's when they can come and, and got, talk to you, ask you in the car. So they pick their spot as to where they're going to ask to beg. Well, this man picked his spot. The, only, the thing about it is that the Bible tells us he picked a spot that is called beautiful. What an irony. He was in a beautiful situation, with a, in a beautiful setting, but he had a miserable situation in his life. He was handicapped in such a way that he could not help himself. And we know that because the Bible tells us that he was being carried. He had to be carried by his friends. He had to depend on these people. And so there was nowhere he could go about like you and I unless they took him. And so the Bible tells us that he was totally dependent on others to carry him to this place. 
and he had chosen the best place that he wanted. And he picked out the temple gate because he said to himself, a lot of people are going to go into the temple because there was prayer at about three times a day. There was the morning prayer, the midday prayer, and the afternoon prayer. And so if he hung out around the temple gate because of the number of prayer times, as the people are going in to pray, he'd be able to ask them for something. Now, one of the things we find here is this, is that he figured out that what he could do is to get handouts. But he, you know, what we don't know is how long he had been in that place. It appeared, we could speculate, because of what we infer from the scripture, from what we see, that the people knew him very well. And so he may have been there for quite some time. But every day his desire and his expectation was to ask for one thing. He only wanted money. Because he said, if I could get money, I can buy what I want, but I can't buy it myself. I still have to ask my friends to buy it for me or to take me there so that I can get it. It never crossed his mind, it seemed, that he could ask for something more than money. He could have asked, look at where he was. He was at the temple gate. He never thought about asking for healing. He never thought about it. He saw the people going day after day to be blessed. But on his mind was only one thing. Can I get money? Let me encourage you today to not get settled in the rut like this man. He got settled and comfortable in the rut, in his situation. He got comfortable in his situation and he wasn't thinking that he could ask for more. You know, you need to get to the point where you're in a situation, no matter how your circumstances are, you may say, this may be who I am now, but by God's grace, it's not who I am going to be. It may be who I am now. It may be where I am now. But by the grace of God, this is not where I'm going to be. And we want to think about it that way. Because if you think about what he was situated, he was closer to his answer for his deliverance than he ever thought. How much closer can you get to the place of prayer, to the place of healing, than at the temple gate? However, every day when he saw people, he only thought about receiving money. But there was something better than handouts available to him. There was healing available to him. And some people are in church. And some people sing the songs. And some people pray the prayers. And some people listen to the sermons. But they still have not received all that God has for them. Why? Because we're asking for the wrong thing. The Bible says you have not because you what? Ask not. Many are asking like this beggar. He only saw on the short term and the immediate a quick solution. For him, the best thing for him to receive was money. Because if I get money, I can buy my bread. You know, it is like giving somebody fish every day instead of teaching them how to fish. It's so more important to teach somebody to fish than every day you have to give them a fish that you catch. That's why I tell you to plant your mango trees. So you don't have to ask me for mine. And by the way, my East Indian went down 
but I sh I'm, I'm working on it. If you will pray with me, you may get one. <laughs> but, you know, so my point is that, you know, and so there is this man, he, every day he's dependent, he had to depend on these people. You know, some people are like that, just like him. They ask for lunch money instead of, they ask for lunch money for today instead of enough money for the month. Some people ask for gas money just to be able to get through till tomorrow. Some people ask for the rent money for this month. But it's time to learn to ask God for what will solve your total situation. Why not ask him for a home and a job that can pay the mortgage and buy the lunch every day and fill your gas tank whenever you want to and have leftovers to help someone else? You and I need to learn to ask God bigger than we're asking God. This man, all he thought of, if I can just get money. He never thought, can he, what if I got healed? Then I can be going about myself and help myself. But every day and for years it seems, as people come and go, his thinking was, holding out his can. Can I get something? Can you help me, sir? Can you give me something, sir? I want to tell you something, my friends. The Bible tells us that we serve a big God. We serve an awesome God. And sometimes you're afraid to ask God for big things because you think it's so big. You know, while you're asking God for those little things, other people are asking God for big things. You know, I was, I, we had a situation one time um, when my wife and I had a, a, a situation. We were working with an attorney. And we were working with him for several years. A couple, well, let's say several, maybe two years or so. And uh, when we went to finalize the transaction with him, I was getting ready to ask him for a discount. My wife was not asking for a discount. She said to him, of course we don't owe you anything. I think the man was so surprised, he said, yeah, you're right. Hello. We didn't pay a penny. And so, because, you know, I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just an amazing thing when you are willing to ask bigger than you can just think. We are so afraid to ask big. We think that, oh, it's, so, it's too much to ask. The, it's too much to ask. It's going to be. No, no. You're talking with God. When you're dealing with God, ask your big God. God is big enough. And he's bigger than your situation. And he's bigger than your circumstances right now. And some people will ask God during the hurricane, Lord, if I could just get my place boarded up and and I could just get a little bottle of water. And, and, and I just, no, no, no. Ask God for more. God, I, I, I want you to move the hurricane. As some people were doing. Other people were praying, God, move the hurricane. Shift Irma. Move it away. While you were praying for a bottle of water or, 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 or a case of water. Or for somebody to give you a piece of plywood. Some people were commanding the storm and says, in the name of Jesus, will you go away in Jesus' name. Some people, you got to start thinking bigger and asking bigger. So many people are afraid to ask God for big things. We serve a big God. Is your God big enough? Is he big enough to take care of your situation? Whatever you're facing this morning, I want you to know that your God is big enough to take care of it. Turn to somebody and tell them, God is big enough.
So here is a, here's a principle that I want you to learn this morning from what we just said so far. The first principle I want you to learn this morning, as we say don't give up on God, is this. When your focus is limited on what people can do for you, it causes you to miss what God can do for you. If you keep on focusing on what people can do for you, you're going to miss what God can do for you. And some people are always looking to somebody else rather than looking to God. Let me tell you something. God will use people, but you need to look to him. You need to remember that he is your source. He is the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or even think. Can you imagine that? Whatever you're facing this morning and whatever your situation is, the Bible says God is able to do even greater than that for you. Come on, give him praise this morning. He's able to do that for you. And so you don't need to be afraid to ask God. You have not because you ask not. There are people that are asking God for millions. You know, there's some people, at, they're at, that's the level they're at, you know. They're asking God for 30 million. Because not for them, not, to, not for selfishly use it on themselves, but they're thinking of kingdom expansion. And when they're talking about the kingdom expansion, and they see a building, and they see some situation, they're saying, God, we're claiming this building in the name of Jesus. And they're taking properties, and they're talking about millions of dollars, while you're talking about $50. You know, you got to learn to remember who God is. Think about that scripture again. I want you to think about that scripture again. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can what? Ask or even think. Can you imagine that? I don't know about you, but... You can, I know your imagination is just mine. You can think of some big things, isn't it? You can imagine some great things. And God says he is able, the word says he is able to do even more than that. But you know, we, we, are, we are so accustomed, we are afraid to ask, but we're thinking, oh, God's not going to do that for me. Hey, you never know until you ask. And don't be afraid to ask. And you know, you know, you may need an airfare to go somewhere. He says, well, I don't know. It's going to cost so much money. It's going to do this. So ask God. Say, so God, I need an airfare. I need a car rental car payment. I need a hotel stay. I need this. Hey, well, you know, and you know, there are people that are doing that and receiving it from God. And then there are others who they don't even want to ask God for the money for the tire. They're afraid. You've got to learn to think big when you serve a big God. And it's not because you are deserving of it that God gives it to anybody. It is because of his mercy. None of us can earn it. And none of us deserve it. So you might as well ask. Isn't that true? You might as well ask. If you and I can't earn it, and if you and I don't deserve it, What's going to go wrong? What's the worst thing that can happen if I, uh, if I don't? I ask. You know, and so it is that you and I need to learn to ask. Don't focus on, the Bible says, and Jesus says in John 16, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Ask and you shall receive 
that your joy may be full. I want you to know, my friend, Peter also asked, but Peter asked God using the name that is a special name. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's a name like no other name. When you ask in that name, my friend, this can be a different day for you today. This man did not know that there was a special day earmarked by God for his deliverance. Today could be your day. You don't know if God has earmarked today for your deliverance. His, this man's was earmarked this day when Peter and John was going to the temple. It just seemed like a, just another day. But God had earmarked something for him. And so in 2 Corinthians it says, At just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I help you. The right time is now. And so you may not be thinking about, well, you know, your deliverance right now. You may be thinking about it now, but you may not still. Some people think about it. Some people are praying for it, but they're still not expecting it. And that's another thing. People are praying, thinking about it, praying for it, but they're not expecting it. You remember Peter, when Peter was in prison, and the church was praying for him. The Bible tells us that there was constant prayer going in other words, they had a 24-hour vigil of prayer. There was no break. There were people, a prayer chain going. So there was this group praying this hour. Then the other group praying another hour. Other people praying the other hour. And they were gathered in different places. And they had a system, systematic setup of praying for Peter constantly. Praying for his deliverance. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think they were praying and saying, God, will you deliver Peter next week? What were they praying and asking God to deliver Peter? When? Now. They were asking God to deliver. Because remember, he was waiting. Herod was waiting for Easter to be over so that he could execute Peter. And Peter was put into prison with several guards around him. And they, were, they knew the situation was impossible unless God intervened. And so they kept on praying. And they kept on praying. And they set up this prayer chain. And they kept praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And they believed in God. And they said, God, we need you to send deliverance of Peter. And you can imagine the, 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 all that goes into that prayer. And all that has established so many prayers going off. And lo and behold, unbeknown to them, God sent an angel into the prison. Caused the ch Peter was asleep, by the way. Isn't that amazing? They're praying for Peter to be delivered. Peter is asleep. Peter is not even worried. But they're praying for his deliverance and he's asleep. The angel, the Bible says, had to stir him. I think the angel had to slap him a little bit in the face to wake him up. And then he woke up Peter and the chains dropped off. And the Bible says the angel began to lead him out. And the, the gate opened before them. And when Peter was outside in the outside the prison, the Bible says he pinched himself in order to find out, is this really real? Am I dreaming or is this real? And he realized that he was really delivered because you can't get out of a Roman prison like that with all these guards and everything. And God let him out. He comes to, he finds, he thought about which way he was going. He knew that they were holding the prayer meeting in the house of Mark. And so he came and he got to knock on the door. And he was asking, knocking for them to open the door. And he says, and they said, little girl ran out and said, who is it? He said, Peter. 
and she recognized his voice and she was so excited because she knew they were praying for him. She didn't even open the door because she was so excited. She ran back and she told somebody and she grabbed her and said, hey, hey, you can stop praying. You can stop praying. Peter's at the door. Peter's at the door. And they said, no, shut up. We're praying. In the name of Jesus, deliver him, God. And she says, no, 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 no. Peter's at the door. Peter's at the door. And you know what the Bible says? They said, you are mad. They told the little girl, you are out of your mind. And she says, no, I'm not. She kept on insisting. I am not out of my mind. He's out of and then, she, then, then when they couldn't come to the realization, they said, okay, okay, okay. You're not out of your mind. It's not him. It's his angel. Oh, my goodness. How much more can God do for us? And then Peter kept knocking, knocking. They said, wait a minute. There's really a literal knock. They went, and the Bible says they opened the door, and Peter came in, and they were astonished. They were surprised. We are praying. We are praying. But in our heads, somewhere, we still have some reservations. In our head, we still have a time frame. In which we think God is going to have to work through this. Because this is so difficult to see, God. Let me explain it to you, God, we say. The situation is like this, God. In case you don't know what a Roman prison is like, God. They have soldiers at every point. And if a soldier ever loses a prisoner, he has to give his life for that prisoner. Do you know that, God? And so, God, let me tell you, explain to you why Peter cannot really be out at the door right now. It's because nobody is going to give up their life that way. Not only that, God, they have chains, heavy chains. And not only, God, God, just in case they are chains, there are several sections of guards. And then there is this huge, heavy gate. It cannot be opened so easily. They have a kind of lock guard that you've never seen before. So let me explain to you, God, why we're praying. But we would like the deliverance now. But we have some challenges, God. And we know that you are a miracle worker. But. This one, God, is tough. And we don't know if you can really, really. God, I don't know. I'm struggling to believe you with this one. But in any event, I'm praying, God, send the deliverance now. What an amazing thing. We pray like that. But we're not really believing God. For that miracle now. Can I tell you? Today may be your day. Turn to somebody and tell them. Today may be your day. Today could be your day. Hallelujah. Anybody want to get excited? Today could be your day. But you got to keep your faith strong. You got to have your heart open. You got to speak God's promises over your life. You got to speak the promises of God over your life, my friend. You got to declare what God's word says about you. You know, you got to speak those words of God over your life. And so I wanted to tell you, 
Today will only be the best day for your deliverance if you are expecting it. It will never be your best day for deliverance if you're not expecting it. See, they were praying for deliverance of Peter, but they really were not expecting it. And so when it occurred, they were taken by surprise because, wow. You know, have you, ever, have you ever had a prayer? You know, you may pray for something simple like, you know, Lord, I wish I could have a, an avocado to eat with this ackee and sawfish and this breadfruit. And then all of a sudden, somebody knock on the door. Who is it? Oh, it's your neighbor. Oh, you open the door. Oh, you know, I, I just had this extra avocado that I wanted to give you. Isn't that amazing? And you say to yourself, God, you mean you listen to prayers like that? I just pray the prayer. And you answer, that's ever happened to anybody? Come on, it doesn't have to be avocado, it could be something else. You just pray the prayer, a simple prayer. And before you almost, you know, he said, Bible said, before you call, I will answer. And while you are yet speaking, he will hear. And so, you know, and yet, and yet, and yet, and yet, we fail to ask God so many times. How many times we try to solve the problem first and figure out the situation first and only after we are stumped and we can't do anything more, we say, I think I better go pray. <laughs> oh, Lord, help us. Isn't that true? That when we pray, we must pray expecting, believing. Jesus says, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you what? Receive them, and then you shall have them. You've got to start seeing it. You've got to start expecting it. When you're praying, my friend, expect a change. Expect something to happen. Begin to see it in the eyes of the Spirit. You need to anticipate it. You need to be looking for it. You need to be saying it's going to happen. At any moment, you're looking out for it to happen. Right now, you're, you're expecting because you have prayed. And God is not limited to any circumstances. He's not the government. The federal government is limited. And as much as they can print money, they can only print so much, and it's worthwhile. After this printing, if they keep on printing more than enough, it will worth nothing. But thank God, we have a God who has no limitation in his power. No limitation in his ability to provide. No limitation in his, his resources are everlasting. And he never runs out. It never runs out. He is a God of more than enough. Is he your more than enough this morning? He needs to be your more than enough this morning. God is more than enough for your situation right now. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever circumstances it is, he is still more than than enough. Can you say that with me? God is more than enough. Hallelujah. They were astonished. They couldn't believe that they were seeing Peter. They couldn't accept it that it was Peter. They had to relegate that it was an angel. It was his angel. But nevertheless, God had delivered Peter. What a mighty God. What an awesome God. And so the final thing you want to observe about this man is this is that he had been in this condition from birth. 
I want you to notice that he was born crippled. He was not crippled because of a situation that occurred or a sin he committed or a bad choice that he made or an accident that he had. From he was of age where he could understand his situation, he saw himself with the inability to move by himself. And he had to depend on us. You can imagine watching children playing. Watching other children running around, playing and jumping and climbing trees. But he could not. And years passed, my friend. Years passed. And he's growing up. He's moving from a little toddler. He's going up into a young boy. And he's still not able to help himself. He's growing up into a teenager. And he's still not able to help himself. And he's grown up now into a man. And he's not able to help himself. This is number of years. And when you have been in a situation where years are like this, you almost want to just accept your situation. You've been in a difficult situation for a very long time. Your mind becomes almost, so to speak, to accept your situation as if this is normal. As if this is the way it's going to be. And so I can imagine him not thinking outside of anything different, but accepting what he had gotten into, accepting this as his lot. He was now a full-grown man. Somebody been in a situation that seems forever today, and you're asking the same question, will your situation ever change? But I want to tell you something. What we notice is that God did not forget him, and he won't forget you. God had it all planned out. Now that's, you know, that's sometimes a little puzzling thing for us. Because we would want to ask God, why wait for so long? Why do you wait for so long, God? But God had a time frame. There was a time frame. There was a day. And this day when Peter and John was just going up to the temple, and for them it was just another day. It was just another time for prayer. And they were just going up to the temple to pray. And God had already planned it that this is the day. This is the day. And the man lying there had no idea. And as they, he approached, as, they, as they Peter and John approached, he says, Sir, can you give me something? And the Bible says he looked to them expecting to receive money. That's exactly what the scripture says. He looked to them expecting to receive money. And Peter and John knew that he was asking for money. And they said, I want to tell you something, sir. Silver and gold we don't have. We don't have any money. But let me tell you what we have. We can give you something that's better than money. Hallelujah. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I want to tell you, Peter not only said it, but Peter extended a hand. See, there's sometimes we got to remember, we not only want to pray for somebody, but we want to extend the hand. And Peter not only prayed, but he stretched out his hand, and he touched him, and he picked the man up by the hand, and he pulled him up. And as he picked him up, he said, I reach out to you. And he pulled him up, and the man stood. And the man's ankle bones immediately became strong. And the you know, you can imagine. And immediately once he saw, for the first time, he, was, he found himself, he's standing! I'm standing! 
I can't imagine. And the Bible says he began to jump and leap and, and give God praise. And, and he's in the temple. Now, you know, he was not supposed to go into the temple, by the way. So the Bible says he was in the temple courts. Because, because of his crippleness, because he's been, because of his, because he's been, because he's crippled, Moses' law prevented him from going inside the temple. And so he was outside the temple in the courts. But hey, God made a way. And now the man who was always on the outside can now run on the inside. And give God praise. And he came from the outside to the inside. And he began to give God praise. You may be on the outside as far as you are concerned. But God can bring you on the inside. There were many that passed him. And they saw him as a, probably some people suffered. They were sorry for him. Some people thought, saw him. And they thought, oh my goodness, this poor man. And they pitied him. And some people saw him as a loser. But all along, God saw him as a winner. Because God knew the day that he was going to deliver him. That there was a day coming. Day after day, they passed him. Day after day, they passed him. Day after day, they passed him. But there was a day coming. There is 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 a day coming, somebody. There is a day that is ordained by God your day of deliverance somebody this morning need to know that there is a day it's marked on God's calendar he circled it he's marked it there's a day when he has it ready planned out for you already it's coming your deliverance is a day and it's planned by God so here's what the answer is you, guess what God never forgot him that's why you don't ever want to give up on God. Because this man did not know. It took a long time. But God never forgot him. I want you to know this morning that God has not forgotten you. That you don't, don't ever give up on God. With your situation as it may be. Your circumstances it may be. Whatever you've been going through. And sometimes it seems very long. Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but sometimes the night can seem so long. But can I tell you, there is joy coming in the morning because the morning is coming. And when the morning comes, God's going to bring that deliverance, my friend. So don't give up on God. Stand together with me. And um, technology help me out here. And so don't give up on him this morning. I want you to know that. I want you to get that understanding that you don't give up on God. Because he's always going to be there. How many know that God is able to do exceedingly? Abundantly above. Oh, you can ask something. According to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. How many believe it tonight? Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's able. Tell somebody else, he's able. Come on, tell somebody, he's able.
he's able. He's able. I don't know, Sister Katie. Your situation that God worked out. Can you give a testimony? I think you can. I think people need to know that God is able. That when we sing it, we're just singing a song. But it's a reality. said, like the pastor said, God is able. And when you trust him, especially when you feel like everything is finished. I don't know if you guys ever feel that there's a time that God would take you, are you uh, are your job finished? Sometimes God moves you from a, a job or some a situation that you think, oh, that was the best thing for me, but God opened other doors. So I'm not sure how many of you guys knew, but a few of you knew and you were praying for me. The pastors and my sisters, Sister Diary, who's been my mentor since I've been here in this country. She was the first person I called. And one fateful morning, I went to work like I always do every morning. But for some reason, and on my way, I was singing the song um, the one that Sister Luana was, we were singing earlier. He made a way. I don't know, for some reason I was singing that, and then I went, you know how your song download on you, and you go from one song to the other. And I always pray to God. I said, God, make me your, make me the best person today when I go to work. Help me to be the best that I could be for you. So I went to work. I started getting my things done. It was a Monday morning. And I got a call from my, from my boss. He said, come on down. I said, okay. But for some reason, around that time, everything was playing out. You could see all the handwriting. The, the Spirit of God keeps talking to me. You know, you may not be here. Because I knew I had it all the way up there. And I started looking. But I didn't know that God wanted me to move out of there immediately. More than I had wanted. The faster than I had wanted. So I went downstairs and they said, oh, by the way, I'm so sorry, this is the hardest thing that we have ever had to do for you, for any employee, but um, today is your, the last day for your job. So we're going to send you home. I said, but one thing that happened that I would never have thought, this overwhelming peace, the peace. I said, oh, okay, so what do I do? Do I need to go back upstairs to get myself? They said, no. But I know that I was praying for God to open. And before then, the pastor was talking about how we can find the sweet spot within our, in our jobs and everything. But I didn't know mine was going to come so swift and so unexpectedly. And even though I was praying like the pastor was saying, I was praying for something better. I didn't know it was going to happen on the day that I did. I, you know, you, we make our own plans, and we make, but God has his own timetable. And when that God's timetable comes... Nothing can stop it, but God shielded me. He cradled me, my heart. He had already prepared my heart before that time. So, but God, you know what God always do? He always put people in place. The person that was in charge of human resources said, oh, 
you know what, Katie? I've known you for so long. You've never been in any trouble. But this is the hardest thing that we have to do. We are uh, um, eliminating some positions, and unfortunately, yours became one of them. I said, okay, so what do I do? She said, okay, but I'm so sorry, but you know, some people in my position at that time, you, you get escorted out. But because God's grace and his mercies were so sufficient, she's like, um, don't worry, I've known you for so long. If you don't want me to come upstairs, would you just tell me that? And um, do whatever you want to do. I would support you in any, anything you want to do. And you can just go. I don't, I'm not going to come. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to come. And you don't have to take any of your things. Just call me. Let me know when you're going to come back to get your things. I said, okay. And I called my son, who's always my rock. And he said, this is like 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. He said, mommy, what's wrong? What? I said, no, 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 nothing is wrong. But the peace of God was so overwhelming, I couldn't even imagine. So, and my son came, and we left. So, and, um, and after that, I called, and everybody was like, oh, my God. And then I started getting this flood of texts, emails, and everything. And majority of them was like, you know what? I'm not worried about you, Katie, because when door, what God is, this door is closing, but people think that this is, but God is opening a better and a bigger door for you. So to cut the long story short, I was open, God opened another door for me, but guess what? One of the days that I went to talk to somebody that was going to help me, one of the senior members of the team, and um, I went there and she said, okay, we have this position for you. I said, I don't want any more management position. I don't want to be anything else. I just want to, you know, if you, whatever you have, I'll take. So I, that day I prayed to God. I said, God, let it be the last day that I'm going to look for a job. So when I got there, she said, oh, this is available, but we're going to have to make some changes. I talked to her after that. She said, oh, you know what? We're going to have to upgrade that position just for you because you're here. I didn't even expect that. <laughs> but guess what? I had to wait for that to be processed because it goes through a series of, uh, you know, process. And um, so that, to cut the long story short, two and a half months later, it wasn't ready. You know, you start praying, and you pray like the pastor saying, oh, you know what, maybe it's not going to happen. But I trusted, and I knew that I trusted the living God, and I knew that God was opening a better door for me. And I held on to it to the point that even though we were given people that to help us from the human resource, the person said, oh, you know what, Katie, you can't put all your egg in one basket. I said, well, I know this is the job for me because I could feel it, and I know God gave me that job the first day I went. But eventually it came to pass I was able to get the job. So I've been working. I started working three weeks ago, and I get back in the system, and everything, all the benefit that I was supposed to have was put back. You know, and they told me, and guess what? Because I trusted God. I said, God, I didn't do anything wrong, and I know I have. You have something better for me. So God is able, especially when you think everything is gone, all hope is gone. Do not give up on God because he's not going to give up on you at any time. The same God in the night is the same God in the morning. The same God on top is the same God in the valley. And whatever, if you hold on to him, he's going to see you through. Whatever your situation is, if he can do it for me, I'm just a tiny little speck in God's eye. And he remembers me and my family. And I know God has that for you. He's that special place for you. So don't give up on God. Thank you, Pastor. Years were you working with me? 
Okay. So she was 19 years with the job when they did that. And, and she's back in the system in another place, and they restored all her benefits as if she'd never left. God is able to do. And now she's doing what she always wanted to do. Isn't that something? So God moved her out, put her where she really wanted to be, and restored everything as if she'd always been there. God, come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. I wanted you to hear, as, I was, as we were singing, the Spirit just said, look at Katie and, and remember her situation. Because it's good for you to know that we're not just singing a song. But God truly is able to do everything he said he will do. You can depend on God. Don't give up on God. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. We're going to close the prayer. We don't have any evening service tonight. You normally have evening service to break out third Sunday night. But because of all that is still happening with all the people still getting settled with the, after the hurricane, we're not going to have the evening service this evening. So I didn't get to send that out to the app, but I'll send it out later on this more, today. And so you know, and if anybody asks you, we'll, we'll send it out by the app. It's going to go out by the app, so they'll have enough time to get it. But you are ahead of the game for that. We still have all our classes today, though. We have the couples class. All the other classes are going on today. But just the evening service, there won't be any. All right? Next Sunday, we resume full everything. All right, let's pray. You raise your hand. We're going to pronounce the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. As together we say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our first time guest, those invited her, can you escort her to the hospital this week? God bless.